Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you'll win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? I hope you're having a wonderful, amazing Tuesday night. I know I am. Um, I tell you, there's been a lot of Ike Live shows in the last four or five years. Uh, we've had some amazing shows. This, in my opinion, is one of the biggest shows we're ever going to have because of the topic tonight. And we're really going to be analyzing... The entire sport of bass fishing, professional bass fishing, and the state of the sport. It's going to be a great show. We have special guests from FLW, Bass, and Major League Fishing joining us tonight. From Major League Fishing, Mr. Boyd Duckett will be live with us later tonight. From BASS, Dave Precht will be joining us live tonight. And last but not least, from FLW, Mr. Bill Taylor will be joining us live tonight. We're going to hash all this mess out and hopefully answer some of your questions and concerns and get through this mess. Uh, before we get into the show, let me uh, let me introduce the room real quick. Uh, sitting to my right, the co-host of the show, the one and only Pete Lusick. Pete, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing great. Good to see you. We, we talked just a little bit before Brian said live and... Uh, and we mentioned it's funny because har- we're hardly ever nervous or worked up before a show. There's a little tension in the air tonight here, Pete. Uh, you know, I, I, there's a lot going on. The industry, uh, we've had some shakeups before, uh, but this is has got to be, I think, the biggest shakeup in our sport. There's a lot going on. Um, i got to say, Mike, I'm still real frustrated. I'm frustrated that we're we're having more discussions and we still don't know the details. The facts. We still don't know the facts about all that went down. We still don't know all the facts about, honestly, you, you probably know more than me, but I don't know what's going on, what's been published about the yeah. MLF, what's, um, you know, what's really going to happen out there. Yeah. There's just still a lot of secrecy. Yeah. Still a lot. Of, we don't know what's going on. And, yeah. uh and I'm a little frustrated by that, yeah. you know. But I, and I'm hurt too, you know. I mean, bass where I grew up, you know. I, you yeah. know, I, I felt. I gotta say, I felt a little emotional 
when there was uh you know so many guys leaving. And I think I think Pete, I think what you're feeling is indicative to what a lot of the general public feels, right? They're confused, they're mm-hmm. frustrated, uh, they, they don't know the facts, and and they are pissed off to a certain extent, one way or the other. I, I I'm excited about the show, Pete, because I think we're going to be able to answer some of those questions. I think we're going to be able to satisfy some of that. Maybe maybe we'll never get to the total bottom of it, but I hope the show helps with some of that. Let me continue to intro the room, and uh, it's it's great because we, we have visits from this beautiful lady, uh, a lot of shows, but she's going to be with us the entire show tonight. Joining us on the casting couch <laughs> is my beautiful wife, Rebecca. Beck, how you doing tonight? I'm good, thank you. Great. Uh, thank you for agreeing to come on this show in its entirety. <laughs> because I know this is sort of, Ike Live is sort of like the black plague of your life a little bit. I didn't really have an option. You got a babysitter. So That's I right. Even I got a babysitter and I forced you to come on the show. Thank you for joining us because I really did want to get, uh, I, I, I value your opinion. I think a lot of people watching and listening tonight value your opinion as, 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 a, as a wife that's been in the industry for over 10 years. And and as a fan of the sport as well, you work in the industry, so you you have a grip on what's going on. So thank you for coming. Uh, I want to hear a lot from you tonight about what you think about all this stuff. So thank you, th- thank you for being here. Uh, in the booth tonight, pushing buttons, making the magic happen. Uh, sitting to the left, a uh, guy that really is the uh, the soul of Ike Live, the soul pole, <laughs> TWO of Ike Live. Uh, Brian the Carpenter producing tonight. Brian, right. how are you? Good to Good. see you. Uh, and sitting next to Brian, the one and only Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Worf, joins us tonight. Thank you. <laughs> Dave, how you doing? Yo, I'm working, man. This board is jamming already, it, dude. We probably got about 100 through. I know. I know. It, so it, Dave, it's on fire, man. Dave, I got to tell that you. That board was loaded the up board's before loaded. we started. I know. And and Dave, you, I, I got to be honest, Pete. I'm going to just put him on the spot. You have the hardest job tonight, okay? Because not only are you manning IM for a lot of tonight. You might get, get off the hook later. But you're manning IM. There's tons of questions. And we need the good, intelligent, smart ones to come through. Because I, I honestly, I want to answer. We're, we're going to have thousands of people watching tonight, Dave. This is yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah. We need those questions to come through. So Dave's got to disseminate what's smart and what isn't. Dave's got to... <laughs> Dave, work through the sawdust on the floor to find the very best questions. Okay? Uh, but in addition, in that may that may it may have been Brian's cruelest insult he ever put at me, dude. Like, like I'm officially offended right uh, now. But in addition to that, that's a lot of work. But in addition to that, you're also going to have to provide some comic relief here and there. So you got a big job tonight, Dave. I'm up for it, man. Okay, Thank you. you're up for it. Uh, we got a great show. Uh, I mentioned representatives from FLW, BASS, uh, MLF joining us. Boyd Duckett, Dave Preck, Bill Taylor. It's an all-star lineup. We also have some very special guests, and I don't want to announce them until they come on. Anglers from BASS, anglers from FLW and possibly MLF joining us tonight to give their side of the story as well. I think that's a real important part of it. Uh, Once again, please let me stress, tonight's show is about you. It's about you watching and listening tonight. Uh, Pete, Pete did a great description of where a lot of people's heads are at right now. Confused. Mixed up, lost, scared, scared, <laughs> pissed off. They don't have answers. Uh, disgruntled, you, you know, or some people excited and pumped up, yeah. you know, and we want to hear from everybody. 
please hit us up on the instant messaging. It's right there next to your screen. Also, if you're a social media guy, we're going to be monitoring the Ike Live social media feeds, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Ike Live Show. Real important, please. We want to hear from you. Uh, Beck, before we get the show started, let's let's do this. We always do this, Pete, at the beginning of every show. We want to thank our military, active and veterans, men and women. Thank you guys for what you do, the service. Uh, it's amazing. This is a crazy world. Also want to thank policemen, firemen, EMT, all over the world, men and women. Thank you guys for what you do. i, I, I got to step in here for one Please second. Please do. Mike, uh, I want to thank the EMTs. Um, we, we've got a little situation. My, my father-in-law is battling uh, bladder cancer, and um, he was taken to the hospital today. Yep. And they're performing a lot of tests and seeing what they can do for him. But, the you know, once again, thanks for the EMTs for being there. Yes. They always are, and we appreciate the work you do. And thoughts and prayers to... Uh, you know, to my wife's father, who's who's battling right now. Yeah, we'll be thinking about you. Um, this is a this is a monster show. Y- you know, it was Brian DeCarpenter. It was one of the hard things to do. Usually, uh, Brian is is really really good at laying out the outlines for the show. <laughs> and and honestly, and I he literally I I can jump in a chair and grab a piece of paper and there's the show. He does a great job of it. Tonight it was a little more difficult to lay it out, Pete, because of the dynamics of what's going on right now. And I really thought the right way to do it is to start with having a discussion just among, uh, amongst us right now here and, and throwing in some IMs, Dave, uh, as we go about what's going on right now. Let, I, I wanted to start by filling people in on what's going on because there is a certain percentage of people watching right now that have no effing clue what we're even talking about. <laughs> so I do want to set the stage a little bit. Uh, I, think, I think there's people who, who have an idea, but... For those of us that are living it, I think it's it's important for us to tell the people who don't live yeah. it every day, yeah, kind of how we got here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think it's important. Um, uh, Pete, if you want to jump in anytime, jump in. I I I I just kind of want to start by saying we're at a very unique juncture in the sport of professional fishing where. You know, we've had a, 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 a set of tours, a premier tours, FLW and BSS, and we're seeing uh, f- for the first time a third tour, which is Major League Fishing, come in and really sort of shake up the sport and shake up the players, shake up some of the sponsorships, shake up the way that the sport is going to be viewed and looked at. And I, I can tell you that it's been a really tough Two or three weeks, Pete, for a lot of anglers having to make this decision. Um, I've never in my life have talked to more of the elite guys in the course of two weeks. I, I, I'm going to honestly put the number at 80. 80, 80 no professional anglers I've talked to on the phone, including FLW guys, BASS guys, MLF guys, um, you know, all all. With questions, you know, legitimate questions about what what's the right decision? What do we do? What's best for the sport of professional fishing? Pete, in your lifetime in this sport, have you ever seen anything like this happen? You know, in our sport, you know, we've seen in some other sports in football, some things that are similar. A lot of sports go through these, you know, these kinds of things, but our our sport, I guess, the closest thing, uh, and and I watched Bass Zone um, 
this morning. Shout out to Mark Jeffries. Bass Talk Talk Live. Live. Um, Bass Talk Live, sorry. (laughs) BassZone.com. Anyway, I watched Dave Precht, and he was talking about, um, you know, the 2006 when the elites uh, were started. Yeah. If you remember that. And I was competing on the Bassmaster Tour at the time. I had my elite card in hand, and I remember that time because it was monumental uh, change. It was a big shift. And yeah. um, David noted about 50 anglers from the tour, myself included, left bass right. at that time. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, it was a big deal. I went to FLW along with a pile of the other guys. The entry fees went times five. Uh, to continue to stay with the elites, the whole program changed, and um, you know, it, for me, in my you know professional fishing career, I I opted to to move away from bass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was it was a big deal at that time. So it was a big big shift back then, and um, since then, you know, we've seen FLW explode and have million dollar payouts, and then those went away, and yeah, and then you saw you know. The, the people kind of start migrating back towards bass, yeah. uh, and they, they had the best program out there. And MLF did something that was that was really unique. You know, they they took our sport and morphed it in, into something that was very, very entertaining. Entertaining, consume, more consumable to maybe somebody that didn't fish all the time, right? May, maybe somebody didn't fish all the time, and maybe, maybe better – it better relates to television. Uh, like, you remember with golf, golf was always like, ah, man, that's the most boring thing in the world. They figured out how to televise golf to make it exciting, to make yeah. to make people just love to watch it. Yeah. And and I think that's the effort that MLF is in the process of doing. Yeah. Um, and and making, it, making it viewable, making it so you can sit down and, and, and you're just captivated. You can't wait to find out what happens next. Yeah. You know, so so they did something completely different, mm. and and but the the most amazing thing is now we have this new thing that it's taking the old school, for, well, taking the pros that have been competing in in one way yeah. their whole careers, their whole lives, yeah, and now taking almost the whole group of them and moving them into into that MLF and successfully doing it. Like I, you know, back when the Uf USFL or, um, you know, they they recruited some of the college kids, some of the draft picks. Yeah. But they didn't get the, the right. quarterback. Right. And I've I've heard I've, I've heard this analogy before the 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 football analogy of the what is it what is it the the, the USFL the USFL, and they got a few of the prime guys, mm-hmm. but but there wasn't this massive shift from all the top name pro football players. Like what's happening now. Dave, did you want to jump in with this? Mike, let me know what you think about this. So right now we are about 300 IMs in. I'm 100 behind. (laughs) Yeah. Are you okay with guys not sending shout-outs and stuff like that? Because I would just ask for questions only at this point. Yeah, no shout-outs. I can't get through them as quick. This is a different type of show. No shout-outs. Dave can't read that fast. Yeah. (laughs) It ain't his fault. Yeah. No shout-outs. No no shout-outs. That had to be a request tonight. (laughs) Yeah. No shout-outs, please. Just questions. Shout-outs are discouraged. Yeah. Um, just just to continue to talk about the MLF and what they're doing, and, and it, I'm, I'm so interested in how they did it. Like, I watched all the guys make their announcements. Yeah. I watched them, you know, 
And it almost became it almost the dude the announcements by the Carpenter and Becky almost became like a show within itself. Yeah. It almost became comical the way that guys were announcing, and it was it was everybody it was, was interesting different. to watch it. Everybody you know? had a different. It was spin. fun that people had fun with it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of emotion. A lot yeah, of emotion. right. A lot, a lot of a lot of guys really tore up. Like you could see it, you know, in them. You know, Aaron Martin's. You know, uh, Gerald Swindle. They stick out. Uh, Brandon Polinick, they, um, yeah, very, very emotional. Emotional. They, yeah. they, they, they're all appreciative of what Bass did and, and, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. So to, but to, but the one thing that was also very consistent in every single announcement, we can't tell you why we're doing this. We can't tell you what's going on. We can't <laughs> wait to tell you. Do you think they but, were hypnotized? I don't know. What's in the Kool-Aid? <laughs> <laughs> what what is going on at MLF? Yeah. What it, what is um because I you know I also heard Boyd Duckett um credit Bass Talk Live again. Um you know listen listen to him talk about the the unprecedented media platform that MLF is offering but no details. Right. You know, and that's you know right. well, that's, that's find, some of the big unknown. Hopefully, yeah. we can get some of those answers tonight. We do. We want to find that out tonight. And I know, I know a lot of you know. There's a lot of you listening tonight, and you're thinking, okay, so a new there's a new organization that literally stole everyone away from the old organization, <laughs> the standard, the standby, the organization that that shield was synonymous with the sport of professional bass fishing. How did that happen? How did all that happen? And I, I want to jump the conversation right now to the background on that because I, I think, you know, and i got to be honest with you. I'm, I, I have been voyeur, voyeuristic to the Ooh. point of watching and reading comments as these anglers have made their decisions, right? Uh, whether they have decided to go to Bass or they've decided to go to MLF, I've been very conscious of scrolling through those comments, and I, I'll be honest with you, Pete. I, I'd put the number, Brian Carpenter, at 60-40, maybe 70-30. 60-40 would probably be right. 60% favoring that move to MLF, 40% saying, guys, stay at Bass. I and think that's a fair... That's, a, that's about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the big thing I want to talk about just a little bit is, and, and we're definitely, Pete, I want to talk to Dave and Bill Taylor and Boyd about the same topic. But I want to discuss it here is how we got here. Why did that happen? Why was this mass exodus? Why? How could that happen? And I, I, I'm here to tell you, and I want to give us credit, Brian the Carpenter. I could task you, or maybe task Eric the intern, with going back to some of our first shows, Pete. How many years ago, Miss Rebecca? Five, five, five years ago. How long have we been doing that? Five years. Over five, I'd say over five years. Five. Um, We'll go back five years, and I want you to listen to some of the original Ike Live programs. No, don't do that. They're terrible. No, I know. They were really, really bad, and Dave wasn't funny back then. But besides that... Hold on. If there was one thing constant, I've always been funny, you're dude. Right, Give me a you're break right. with no, that you, shit, bro. You've been funny. And I've thrown out of class my whole life. And your level of crew has really changed. Brian, you've really come good. a long way, too. Brian has come a long way. Brian didn't know how to push a button back then at all. That's true. He was he, he knew how to nail and a Pete hammer and nails. And Pete was always more nervous. He's still nervous. Look at him. He Pete's is very nervous. <laughs> this show he's nervous, but most shows, show he's, he's, he's come that. So the show's come And come Becky, you used to wear designer shit all the time. And now all of a sudden you're showing up in bobos. I used to dress up, and now I Show up. Now she's got on fatigues. Um, These the, are true religion jeans, thank you. They are. Okay. The point is, and I didn't the ask point, who the, you're wearing. The point is. The point is, um, 
I've really, I'm proud of the fact, Pete, that if you go back in our archives of shows, you're going to hear the messages from day one that we're we we were trying to talk about it then, which is the the problems with the sport of professional fishing, right? The the wrongs of professional fishing. How can us if there are 300, let's say there's a body of 300 anglers in FLW, BASS, and MLF, how could 250 of the 300 professional, two touring professional anglers be struggling to make a living? Right. Barely pay bills, breaking even, losing money, going into debt. Are you effing kidding me? That is not the definition of a true sport, right? How could payouts go down? Over time and not recover as the economy recovered. It's mind blowing that our classic and FLW championship and our, our tour events, our big events were once worth a million dollars and they've diminished and we've just taken it. We've just sat back and taken it and all these other things. And I, the list goes on and on. And I'm not, I'm not pointing anybody out. I'm not pointing any one organization out, but professional bass fishing. The anglers themselves, it's not been a great road. I know a lot of you listening and watching, Pete, they have this vision. Back back me up on this because we hear it all the time. They have this vision of professional bass fishing, and it's like a dream, and they see like sparkles falling from the sky <laughs> and rainbows and unicorns. And don't get me wrong. It, it, it is when you're passionate about something, you do whatever you can to make it, right? It's what you love. So you deal with and put up with things beyond what what is normal because you love it. And I, and I, I don't want to ever get a negative impression about the 300 guys love what they do. It's an amazing opportunity to fish professionally. But that doesn't take away from the fact that guys are struggling. Uh, sponsors aren't, you know, guys are wrapping their whole boat for $1,000. They can't pay their bills. Uh Tournaments are changed and canceled without our consultation. We're fined with no 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 recourse. Rep, no recourse, no legal recourse. I, I mean, all these things that have happened wrong over the years. It's been a steady buildup. It's been a steady buildup. Okay, and and I'm gonna shut up. I want I just want to give one more analogy. Brian, I gave you this analogy earlier, and it got me fired up, and I want to do it again. I saw so many people bashing guys for their decisions, whether they went to Bass or MLF or whether they're going to FLW, bashing them for their decisions. It's so it, it, it's so wrong in my opinion, Pete. Because listen to me, if you're a ra- if you if you've got a nine to five, if you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you work at Lowe's, you own an ice cream shop, whatever you do, you're a contractor, you do paving, you you work at the Mint. I don't care what you do. If you have an employer that you've worked for for a long period of time and you believed in that employer and that employer has steadily taken away pay, has not increased it, as as wages have went up, they've kept your pay the same or have taken it away, they've treated you bad, they've done things wrong all those years, what are you going to do as an employer of that company, employee, employee of that company, you're going to look other places, right? Yep. You're going to look other places. You're going to say, dude, I love my job. I love what I do. But working here sucks. Working here is not. Why Why can't I get a raise? Why can't I get better working conditions? And then a new employer comes and says, 
hey, man, we've got this. We've got this job for you. That's what you love to do, and here's a better layout. Here's more money, dude. You're gonna go. You're gonna do what's right for you and your family, and nobody should bash anybody for making that decision. You know what I mean? It's no people, different. People threw around the loyalty word, and that's not. It's not fair. It's not mm-hmm. fair to throw it's around not, loyalty. It's not a fair thing. That's that's, it's not man, fair. that's gang mentality. That's the same shit that got Biggie and Tupac shot. You know what I mean? I, bu- I agree with so that. There's people it's jumping on the side for no reason. Yeah. So Dave, I just responded Dave to one. I just responded to one bass Billy who had a. Who, I thought he had a great point. He said, "As a tournament director myself for one bass, I got to say I feel that bass and FLW tournament directors we pour our hearts and souls out for our anglers, and at times we put them before our family. It's yeah. a shame they are now leaving those that put it all out there for them to compete." Yeah, Billy, great, great, quite, uh, great comment, Billy. Um, the thing that comes to my mind is I know so many tournament directors. We're going to have one of the best on tonight, Pete, Bill Taylor. I'm so excited to have him on. He's honestly a hero of mine. I've, I've known Bill for 20 years, uh, and, and he's got a tough job. Trip Weldon has a tough job. Tournament directors have a tough job. But the tournament directors aren't the organization. Right. There right. are people behind the scenes that make the decisions that have, in my opinion – Created the situation that happen happens now behind the Oz curtain behind the uh, behind the Oz <laughs> curtain. Nice. Uh, it's nice. not the tournament directors. We're not putting any blame on on Bill Taylor or, or Trip Weldon. Those guys have a tough job. Uh, you know, I think where where a lot of the and I don't even want to say blame. I, I I think where a lot of this has occurred is the organizations as a whole not backing the angler, not stepping up to advance the sport. You're going to hear this a lot tonight, Pete, from guys that we talk to, from anglers that we talk to. You're going to hear guys about uplifting the sport of professional bass fishing, about bringing the sport to a new level. When an organization does not do that with their heart and soul, right? If an organization is about making money and not advancing the sport of professional bass fishing, that's a problem. And that's a big reason, in my opinion, why, why we are where we're at today. Beck, you look like you want to. Do you want to? Do you want to say something? You look, you I, look mad. I'd, look, I'd like to just comment about the anglers. Yeah. You know the anglers' plight, and that's you know as an angler, um, I've never been contacted by an organization that I've fished for to ask if I'm okay. There you go. Um, say that again, because I I want people to to know that I I want a double take on that, Pete. I've I've never been contacted by any organization to see if I'm okay. How's the sponsorship climate treating you? Are you able to make a living? Are dude, you there, are you able to pay dude, for your mortgage? There is the show. That's the show. Brian, cut the cord right there. <laughs> Up until three, four weeks ago, I swear to you, I swear to God, no one has ever contacted me I, either, I, Pete. I, they, Up they, to three weeks ago. It's always been until the wake up happened. Mm-hmm. No one has ever asked me that either. And and That's I think point. it was our dirt. It was our dirty little secret <laughs> because we as anglers are so excited about fishing for a living. We're so excited about the opportunity to 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 live out our dream that we're we're willing to compromise just about everything. Yeah. To, yes, uh, yes, you know, yes. it's, it's almost like you, you know, and and you don't want to tell people that, hey, if I don't get a check this week, I don't get to pay my mortgage, right. and and I've been there, and I know a lot of the other pro anglers have been in that spot where yes. I gotta I gotta get a check this week, or I can't write that mortgage check. Dude, 
this is this is this is a critical part of this, and I'm I'm so glad this is coming out now. What you're saying is so right, and this this is where we're at. This is you talk about guy the mind of 300 pro anglers right now are all in the same wave wavelength. Why struggle? Why worry about the next paycheck? And when you look at other sports, dude, it is a kick in the throat, dude. I agree, Mike. It's Shark Mepries here. I totally agree with you saying there, Mike. You know what history will prove? History yes. proves geniuses are correct. I've been saying all along, 89th place should be celebrated, not buffooned. Jark, Jark Mepries is totally correct. And, and I agree with Jark. Dude, when you look at golf, look at tennis, Pete, the, the figure that you threw at me in the last show, it, it was like a punch in the throat because it was like 148th place. In the tennis match. 148th place. The tennis match. Whatever the tennis match was. Let's just call it a tennis match. The U.S. Open. U.S. Open. Whatever. 148th place made like $52,000. John McGraw, he's sitting on the outside. I know he didn't want to be on the show. Throw a figure at me. What does the last dead place make in a PGA event? Throw a figure at me. Yes. Top 100 players in the PGA make over a million dollars a year. Every one of them. Every one of them. Regardless if, if he's the, the scrubbiest scrub on the golf course that should be playing mini golf. Mike, do you think that much money? That's, that's, before, that's, before, sponsored that's before sponsored dollars. Dude, for our sport to be so backwards 50 years in, Pete, where guys are struggling to make a, a paycheck, and if they don't, they can't buy diapers? Bro, there's something well, wrong. And, you know, to be honest with you, the anglers got to look to themselves a little bit here, too, right? Hold on. Let me give a sound effect to that. <laughs> yeah, but hold on, guys. Before we, before we, we go further, yeah. golf has way more money in the pocket because of TV revenue. Yeah, Are we trying to say true. that bass fishing organizations have the kind of money that golf has on CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox? I don't, the, the money, I don't think the money can be but equal. Golf sucks. But we got to... We we got to take care of the people that are the professionals in our sport a little bit better than we're doing. The only thing is, the mistake we make though is comparing ourselves to people with massive billion dollar TV deals. Right, but wait, wait, wait. But I think mm. this is the point. I'm not saying we need to compare ourselves, but I would say after being a professional sport for 50 years, you have to look around and say what changes need to be made to progress us. And I think that people looked around and didn't see that progression. And they saw tournament organizations that were going home fine with a paycheck and their families were fine and other guys were struggling. I'm not saying that every angler needs to get rich. I'm not saying that we need to make a million dollars like the PGA. It's not a perfect example. But I think it, it puts in front of you a reason why... Well, why why aren't we looking at TV? Why why aren't we looking at different ways to grow the sport and make our anglers professionals and more comfortable? I I, I don't. There's no perfect answer to anything we're talking about tonight. Yeah. It's just an eye opener to say the sport the way it is doesn't work. Right. And how do we change it to make it right. work? This this the sport is for sure has as is broken it has issues and one of the great things you know we've been harping on a lot of negatives one of the great things about what's happening right now is i think this is a catalyst for change 
you know, I, I think you're going to hear other people chime yeah. in on this tonight. It's happened in other sports, Pete. You mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. There was always a catalyst, a, 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 a monumental time in a sport when it's changed for the better. I believe, and I, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll think different after we have all these guests on and we flush this out, but I believe right now is the time. And, there, and there's been a lot of great improvements. I mean, you look you look at what the elites did in 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 competition. They stepped it up. They stepped it up big time in payouts and incentives, and that's that's amazing. MLF has a great program, and I, at least it appears to be a great program. Right. At least by what I hear. I I, right. I don't know. I don't. Right. I don't. Have, I'm not privy to that information, but it appears that it's a good thing for the anglers. So, you know, two organizations <laughs> Can have done good things. Can we talk about a positive, though? Yeah. Well, I have a positive, yeah. Becky. Yeah, yeah Dave. We I have an absolutely – guys, you ever see, like, in Times Square when they have our national debt clock and it's like tick, 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 yeah. tick, north? So when I said whatever about, you know, people have money or whatever, dude, 171, 171 IMs backed up. The number's just like two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like, dude, this, you guys got to know that as members, fans. Wow. If you're listening, you think that you don't. I'm telling you, like, this has never been like this before. Wow. Thank you. This is great. This is great. Go ahead, Becky. Give us a positive because we uh, I we do want to po- hear positives too. Uh, I would have to say we were talking about social media and guys making their announcements, and there were negative responses. There was this, that, the other. Did anyone notice that every response? From another pro to another pro who made his announcement was positive. Even the guys yes. that weren't choosing the same tournament organization, yes. there has been this yep. bond of the anglers. Yes. Somebody says, I'm staying with Bass. A guy who already announced he was going to yes. MLS said, good for you, bro. Yes. That That is what you need to do. And, and Timmy Horton commented on every one of those posts. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> good. I tried, I tried That's to good. beat him to it. But yeah. He must have had a team working wow. on the media. But, but that should tell everyone else something. For those people who were upset about the decisions that people made, yeah. listen, if the guys within the sport together are supporting each guy for his personal decision, yes. then stop for a second and take notice. Like, yeah. why are we supporting each other even yeah. if we're going different yeah. places? And I, I can tell you, it's a great point, Becky and Pete, I can tell you that if the end result of all this is nothing more than it happening to bring the anglers together as one, it's it it will all have been worth it. You know what I mean? And I'm going to echo what Becky said, along with the social media post of you know anglers congratulating each other, no matter what tour they're fishing. The other thing is, along with those 80 calls that I got last week, Pete, along with some questions about tours and direction they were unanimous in the fact that every one of them had this a passionate angler saying this is our chance to bond together what the most important thing here is not mlf or bass or flw it's us coming together on common ground for common things that Mm -hmm. that we should we should have always had from the very beginning it's been so long since I've felt that in the anglers. It was attempted PAA a few years back, and, and they, they tried it. They did a good job. It, it, it didn't work. But legitimately, this is the first time in a long time I feel this, what Becky's talking about. I feel anglers saying, dude, let, let's look out for each other. Let's let's worry about ourselves. Let's Let's create standards, health insurance, 
retirement plan. All these things that, dude, guys haven't talked about this in years, yep. and I'm hearing it. It's Again. so, it feels so good. It's so refreshing. It is. It, it is refreshing, and we've needed it for a long time. The ang- and like I said, you got to blame the anglers a little bit because for twenty, well, for fifty years, we've never been able to get together. We've never been able to yeah. agree with a singular focus, and this this fracturing of the sport seems to have done that. It seems to have woken everybody up and said, you know what? You know, we need to get together. And the anglers are a powerful force. Uh, you, you look at the social media together. footprint. Yes. W- moving in one direction. Yes. It, it's a tremendously powerful yeah. force. And, and I heard Boy Duckett talk about, you know, the MLF anglers and, and, and he, he expressed that too. You yeah. know, the anglers moving together with, along yes. with the company, a singular focus. Yes. It, it's an unstoppable force. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to look straight into the camera, Brian DeCarmody right here. And real quick, why we're on this topic. I know there's a lot of professional full-time touring anglers watching this show right now. Man, if you're watching, if you feel the same thing that we're feeling right now, if you're passionate about this, man, I please, I asked you to stand up right now for for all of us as professional touring anglers. I asked us bond together right now. If you fish FLW, if you fish BASS, if you fish MLF, that's great. You made a choice that's great for you yourself, your family, but go above and beyond the organizations and think about us as a group, a body of professional anglers. This is not going to happen again in another 20 or 30 years, Pete. I invite everybody that's a touring angler watching to, to take this moment and, 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 and grab it because it's not going to happen again. And here's the other thing, and, I, and we'll get on, Brian. I don't want to harp on this, but this – this movement we're talking about is not only for us right now, but it's for the next group of anglers. And I, I, I want everybody to be very aware of that, right? So we need to worry about what's good for us for the next two, three, four, five years. But, dude, what about the kids that are in high school? And we talk about that all the time in Ike Live. What about the kids that are in college? What about our kids? What about Jake, Right. You know what I mean? Like, like if he aspires to be a pro angler, you want better for him, right? Sure. And this is the time to change the sport right now for the next generation. And leave a leave a true legacy on the sport, man. This is the time to do it. Uh, let me remind everybody, this is an Ike Live. We're talking about the state of the sport. We're talking about the state of professional bass fishing. We've got some great guests coming on. I know we've got uh, one lined up right now. Uh, we've got... Uh, Dave Preck from Bass coming on. We've got Bill Taylor from FLW joining us. And last but not least, Boyd Duckett from Major League Fishing will be joining us. Um, I want to remind you, uh, what did you just point out, Beck? I want to remind you, your input is so important tonight. Please hit us up on the IM. Dave Brodzik to handle instant messaging. And we're also shout outs. Sh- uh, no shout outs. And we're also going <laughs> to be still giving them, dude. <laughs> we're also <laughs> we're also going to be opening up the phone lines tonight. Uh, like I, Brian, I think we should open them up here and there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like pull them it's in. It's going to be tough. Uh, I know. I know. Yeah. But I I, I would you like ready to... for ready for me to get the first guest on the line. Yeah. Are we ready? Yeah. Wait. Wait. Hold on. Real quick. Back. Did you have something? What do you? I don't, I can't see what you're. Never. Mind. Okay. You you had notes there. I thought there was a very. Which one are you looking at? The second one down. Oh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that into something else. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna throw that into something else. Um, 
we're going to keep going. Be- Brian, before we get this guest on, I have to throw in, Pete, you know, this is Ike Live, and I do have to throw in plugs every once in a while. While everybody's in suspense and watching right now, I want to remind everybody, we, I have a new TV show coming on Nat Geo Wild, uh, October 12th, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. It's called Fish My City. Please, I invite everybody, tune in. Watch it Friday night, 10 p.m., October 12th, Fish My City. Uh, if you love the old City Limits show, you're going to love this show. It's it's really great, and please, I want you to watch if you can. Uh, October 11th. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about that? Beck, you talk about October 11th. October 11th, we have a premiere party happening at Xfinity Live in Philadelphia. Woo-hoo. So everybody come hang out during the, uh, I'm not allowed to say their name, apparently, but the Super Bowl champs are playing that <laughs> evening. Um, and so we will all be enjoying that game on television. Yes. Can't say their name. Why? What's that all? No, about? apparently if you don't pay to say their name, you uh, can't. That's say in their like name. A, an act of promotion. I don't think you can technically say Eagles, but this is Eagles. Like, you can okay, say so Eagles. it's Eagles. the Eagles Come are playing. Me. So we're gonna watch yeah. the Eagles football game. Yes. And at halftime, if you join us in the 1100 social upstairs, bar upstairs. at Xfinity, yeah, upstairs. We're Xfinity. gonna have a sneak peek of Mike's show that yep. is coming the next day. We got fun stuff. We got yeah. we got a lot of fun. Awesome. Little Yes. things Very happening cool. that night. So come hang out with us. We're just going to hang out at the bar, have some yes. fun, and then make sure your booty is at home the next night, Friday night, the 12th. Watch the show. Yes. If you decide to DVR it, that's a beautiful thing, but make sure you watch it within three days. Yes. If you DVR it, not help watch me. it within three days, please. Fish, <laughs> Fish My City, Nat Geo, October 12th. <laughs> Uh, 10 p.m. Uh, we're oh, gonna... turn all your TV cable boxes on. Yeah, Every last on. one of them. We need millions of TVs on all over the world. Uh, Pete, I, I'm excited to get the next guest on, and I think it's a great place to start. Um, we're going to get uh, Dave Preck on from, from BASS. Uh, the great thing about having Dave on, I, I love this, Pete, is Dave has been with Bass forever. And when I, when I say forever, I mean literally s- since the beginning, from the very beginning. He's, I, I think, uh, from a standpoint of seeing the sport and watching it grow, and seeing what's happening now, I can't wait to hear his perspective on it because he, he's a veteran. He's been he's been here from day one. He's seen it all in the sport of fishing. He's certainly seen it all from BASS's uh, Bass's eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't wait to get him on the phone. This, and this will be his first time on Ike Live, so I'm excited to get him on. Yeah, it, well, he's clearly been with every owner of Bass. He's had a major uh, footprint on everything that's happened yes. at, at Bass. So. Um, so yeah, I mean it's going to be great to talk to him about what's what what the plans are. What man, what happened? Yeah, you know how how is how is Bass feeling about that right now? Yeah, and uh, and what are the plans for the future? Yeah, let's let's uh, let's get him on, and uh, I think we've got him joining us right now, live on the phone uh, is uh, from BASS, Mr. Dave Pratt. Dave, how you doing tonight? Hey, Mike. Uh, first time caller. Yes, <laughs> I love it, man. We're ex- we're excited to get you on the show. We've had we've had Jerry on, and gosh, we've had Chase on, and we've had a bunch of anglers on over the years. But uh, I'm I'm so so excited to have you on the show tonight. Thanks for joining us. Well, sure, it's good to be here. I enjoy your show. We they, we were just talking, Dave. You know, when you talk about a veteran of the sport and of the industry. You tend to think about an angler, right? You think about, look at, you know, you look at a guy like Jimmy Houston or Hank Parker or Bill Dance. But uh, Dave, I I put you right there with them. You, you you've oh, been with on. you you've been with Bass forever. You've seen it all. 
you've seen it grow. That's got to be that's got to be pretty special to still be involved in something you love, you know, years later, and 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 to have watched it evolve. I am really blessed just to, to be here and to have been here so long. And uh, of course, I started as a child, but I have been here about forty years and cover the sport as a newspaper writer in Houston, Texas. Uh, even before then, so I covered the classic and some of the other tournaments prior to going to work for Bass. That's uh, amazing. I, I, ha, were you at what point did you ever stop just in, in in your career with Bass and say, "I can't believe how big this thing's gotten"? Have you ever? I mean, when I look at it, I look at some of the you know early photos. I look at Murray, you know, when Murray's winning the classic, and I look at those early days. And I look at it now, and it, it's like it's almost unbelievable how big it's evolved. Do you ever have those moments, Dave, where you just sit back and say, how the heck did we get here? Yeah, every time I go to the Bassmaster Classic, I get that feeling. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just amazing the number of people that show up for the expo and then crowd those arenas uh, to watch people race weight fish. It's um, a reminder of how it's grown over the years. You know, it's always been a fun sport, and sometimes I look back to the years and the 70s and early 80s when and basically a few outdoor riders and bass staff and, and the anglers, and we were like a family. We had a great time, great parties, and we kind of lost that individual family feel, uh, but we traded it for a lot of fan interaction. Yeah. So it's changed in many ways over the years. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I think you can survey anybody that's a hardcore fishing fan, especially some of the, you know, I, I would say 30 years old or older, and they all have a vivid memory of, of bass, you know. Dave, I, I, can, I can close my eyes and remember when I was in high school and, you know, putting that BASS sticker, right, putting that sticker on the back of my first truck, it was such – I was so proud to put that sticker on the back left-hand corner of my windshield, you know? And and, yeah. and, and those memories like that, they, the old Bassmaster show on TNN, you know, uh, Clun winning at James River. It, it, it's actually giving me goosebumps to think about it. But it's it's amazing because I think, Pete, if you surveyed, you know, the, 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 the bass fishing public, especially, like I said, 30 or older, we all have memories of bass. It's these passionate memories of, you know, what it meant, you know, or what it means. It, it certainly meant a lot to me growing up. And, uh, you know, we, I, like you, I, I have those same memories. I I remember joining my the Federation Club uh, and how influential that was for me as being part of a, a federated club, you know, growing up. And, um, and, you know, and I got, and honestly, Dave, and I, I when I, when all this started going down and I, I saw what happened and with with the MLF and a lot of the guys leaving bass, um, I, I got sad. I did. I got I got emotional. Me and Brian both commented that our, our souls hurt yeah. today. Yeah. Um yeah. you know, and and, and you know, how how is how is the how is the you know, what's the mood at bass? How are the folks yeah. in the organization how are you, how is that going on right now? Yeah, well, if you felt that, you can imagine what it was like uh, for those of us who are part of this. Um, uh, you know, I finally found out how Hillary felt the night after the day after the election. And just um, quite a setback and, and a disappointment. Thank you. But Thank you very much. That was Donald Trump. We are, uh, 
we're moving on now, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's painful on several levels because I was uh, I really admire, still admire the some of the anglers who left. Some of them uh, were friends over the years. Gary Klein was one of the first guys that I really got close to. I covered his tournament in 1979 on Lake Powell right after I started with Bass, and then we. We've been friends ever since, and, and uh, some of the other guys have, are leaving, and uh, I know I won't be interacting with them much anymore. So, um, you know, that's kind of a – it's not bittersweet. It's bitter, you know. It, it's painful. Yeah. yeah. The, I, I, I just want to chime in real quick, and I, I'll tell you, I was – you you know, I, I, I really – I think I was like a lot of guys and sat back and didn't really expect – the, sh- the 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 severity of the shift that happened. Um, were you surprised, Dave, that that many of the big names, the 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 top guys in the sport, made the switch? Looking back on it, I'm not. At the time, you know, we were saying, well, they'll they'll get 40, they'll maybe some you know some speculation uh, about 50, but. And not just uh, almost everybody that they asked uh, went on over. Now, a lot of it, I think, is um, is a matter of they their roommates and their friends were moving over, chasing the next big thing, and, and they didn't want to be left out. So once a few of the kind of influencers um, in the field started moving over, then uh, everybody else followed. Um but everybody had their reasons, and I, I don't blame them at all. I you know, wish them the best. Um, you know, it's, uh, I guess it's a tribute to the Elite Series that that's where most of them came from, and I appreciate that uh, acknowledgement. Um, but and a lot of them have told me that they, they just thought they were ready for a change, to try something new. Uh, some of them were looking at retiring in a few years. They mentioned that. So, you know, why not try this for a while? Yeah. So yeah. they have, they all have their reasons, and you know you listed a lot of them in the very beginning about how uh, the, uh, the tourists, including especially uh, the Bassmaster Elite Series, um, wasn't providing enough um, money for the guys to make a living. You know, and yeah. I regret that. I I I you know I I want to say right now, and and I they specifically asked me not to mention their names, and I won't do that. But I, uh, Dave, I spoke to several guys at, at Bass, higher ups at Bass, that you know told me they were shocked. You, you know, they're, they're really in shock. Shock was the word they were using about what's happened in the last couple of weeks. Did, are you in that same position? Did you see this coming at all, or, or are you in, in in shock as well? I refuse to let myself ex- expect that. Uh, but yeah, I was in shock. I'm getting over it, you know. Yeah. Uh, went to church Sunday and I felt a lot better after that. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's a shock to anybody that's real close to this organization. Part of it's hard to understand. Um, part of it, I, I guess, you know, you have to consider the motives behind it and you wonder what they were. And uh, uh, not behind the ones who left, but the, by the way it was done and the ones who led them. The movement. Um, so, but anyway, which which one of those guys are you most pissed at, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I love them all. Hey, I used to work with Don Rux and Jim Wilburn and 
saw them and Boyd and, and uh, Kelly and everybody at the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame the other night. We celebrated Kevin Van Dam and, and Gary Klein uh, being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And uh, so it was a great night. We all rubbed shoulders and we were cordial. And, uh, you know, it's, that's the way we should act. So I'm not really ticked at anybody. Uh Dave, I, I'm, I'm looking. I know we've got uh, an IM feed that's set up, and I'm, I'm going to ask Dave here in a second to chime some of them through. But I've I've been following some of our social media feeds, and one keeps coming th- through, and I, I feel obligated to ask you this. Uh, there was a comment put on a Facebook feed, I think about a week ago, from a former uh, bass, let me just say staff, bass staff, that said... Everyone, every one of the Bass Elite Anglers was replaceable, except for KVD. Do you agree with that statement? No. No, it's ridiculous. Uh, I I would not say that. You know, Kevin Van Dam and and all the other Elite Series are going to go, guys are going to go away, get too old to fish. Uh, We'll still have Rick Klein fishing, but... um, (laughs) But they will be replaced in that way. But as far as if the intent was to say that um, Jordan Lee or any of the other guys leaving the Elite Series is going to be easy to replace, um, we don't support that. We've disavowed uh, that statement, and it did not come from anybody at Bass. Gotcha. Okay. The uh, Do you do you think the MLF's come out with this new program? We don't know all the details on it. Are you worried that MLF might be selling these guys a bill of goods and they should have stayed at Bass? Man, I can't comment on I, I really don't know what they've been sold. Uh, that would be the easy answer is yes. <laughs> but um, that's for them to decide. I hope that those guys, before they signed up for uh, a three-year commitment and have, have switched careers and gone to something that's a little bit unknown, I hope that they really dug into the contract and really asked the right question. But that's for them to decide. It's not for me. Yeah. Well, Dave, you know, being an angler for, geez, I, I think I fished uh, at the top level for maybe 10 years with bass, close to that. And uh, I went I went through, I had some good years, and, and boy, I had some really, really struggling years. And, um, you know, where I was struggling to make a living and um, – I always wanted transparency because I felt like, man, the tournament organization, look at all the big sponsors. They must be making millions and millions of dollars, and I'm I'm really struggling to, to get bills paid here. Um, and I always felt lack of transparency was, was a big problem because I, I didn't know how much you guys were making, and I knew I wasn't, at, you know, at certain times. Um, and I think, personally, I think lack of transparency might have led to – to what's going on right here with the anglers and, and moving over. Uh, do you feel that way? Do, do you think that, that it's important to to be more transparent? I, I, I think I do. I know I do as an angler. Yeah. Hey, that's a hard question. You know, uh, would you go to, and say, an employer or someone that you're a contractor for in any other industry and say, show me your books, you know, you're making too much money on this project, and so... You're not paying me enough to uh, hang sheetrock, you know. I don't know that you can really ask that in a, of a tournament organization. Um, I think, you know, we've attempted in recent um, months 
um, to be uh, kind of transparent uh, on the challenges of conducting a tournament trail, on the cost of, you know, y'all talked about the, the TV rights fees, you know, the, the cost of buying time, whether it's on CBS Sports or ESPN or Discovery Channel, is not, um, it's not inexpensive. And it would be great if we had uh, a lot of the, the major, you know, the, uh, corporations uh, paying uh, us to have our shows on TV, and then we pass that right along to the anglers and sponsors that be putting up first prizes and millions of dollars. But it has never worked that way. And, you know, really the only way that tournament fishing has been successful for the people who had it, I guess, once you got beyond range, God, but, you know, if you were selling boats or in ESPN's case, you know, they didn't mind losing money because they were creating content. And I don't know what uh, the end game is for Major League Fishing. I won't comment on that. Um, but unless you have one of those um, real goals that offsets the losses in having uh, holding in tournaments, um, uh, it's difficult. And um, now I heard for the guys who have struggled and slept in their trucks, and I understand that that might still be going on. I hope not. Um, fortunately, there's been a, a minority but a sizable number of uh, anglers who've become millionaires. I don't think anybody but Kevin has, has become a millionaire off the winnings alone, but, um, you know, we have provided a an opportunity for people to sell sponsorships, and people like Mike have been just, Excellent at uh, at moving product and building brands, and you know that those are the ones who really make it. And uh, I, I wish we could all pay millions of dollars every tournament, but you know, uh, trust me, I don't I don't uh, set the payouts and I don't look at the books. But trust me, it's just not possible to do that. Yeah, uh, Dave, I know I, I know you. I am boards lighting up. You want to pass a couple on to to Dave? Yeah. Hey, Dave. This is Dave. Hey Dave. Hey, how you doing? So the I am board. We're gonna I'm gonna parse out some of the uh, decent ones and some of the uh, you know some some of the more hard hitting ones. And I'm gonna start off hard, okay? So uh, I guess so. Yeah. Carl wants to know when did you, if you did, realize there was a problem between bass and the anglers? We really, um, I guess. When it really began to drive home was uh, earlier in the spring. You know, we were uh, uh, controlling interest in bass was purchased by Anderson Media and Chase Anderson is the director. He's been on your show. Uh, he came on board less than a year ago, and then you know, after all the payouts and, and entry fees were set and tournament schedules were set, and uh, and began trying to find out what uh, what made the Elite Series tick and what was uh, in the anglers' minds and got to know a number of people. Uh, we went to an Elite Advisory Board meeting in uh, April, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of concern expressed at that meeting, and that kind of opened eyes. After that, we um, uh, hired a consulting company um, to help us, and they conducted a focus group at ICAST, and Ike, I know you were in that group uh, yeah. and some other anglers as well. But that was very informative and then uh, came back from that and uh, did a survey of the entire field and asked some very questions, um, hard questions about their relationship with uh, with bass. And so all that together really told us that there was a problem in it almost simultaneously. 
we began hearing about major league fishing coming along, and you know we didn't know what was involved. Um, but all that was part of a process of trying to uh, reshape bass and make it more uh, um, supportive of the anglers and to answer some of their concerns. And uh, uh, the timing was that you know I guess it was a year late or something, or, or maybe maybe not. You know I think Major League was in the in the planning stages for the last several years, but it was kind of a perfect storm and it all hit at once. Hey, Dave, uh, I still have about four more IM questions, but this is a question from me. I, when this argument, when this debate comes up, I tend to side with the organizations because I don't think there's as much money laying around as people think. But why not be transparent to the anglers? Bring in the top fifty guys, bring and show them the books. They're all capitalists themselves. They know everyone's got to make a buck. If there's not as much excess laying around, which drove these guys to flee, why not prove it? I guess that would be a good point, and, and uh, if I owned the company, I would do that. But I, I don't make enough money to uh, own a company like this, and so <laughs> I guess they have. Uh, you know, you have to um, you have to protect the security of your uh, your numbers. I think that uh, there are probably some uh, people in the industry who are very well of what uh, very well aware of what Bass has made in recent years, and. Uh, um, you know what they've not made, but I just don't see. As I said earlier, I don't see any company just opening their books to the people, its customers, or its uh, rank and file employees, or its contractors, or or others. You know, it, I guess it would be nice, but that's not the system that we uh, live in. Yeah, well, I, I tell you this, Dave. Brian the carpenter actually opened up his books last year, and he made sixty nine dollars and seventy three cents. Was he overcharged? Or what? <laughs> that's that's not funny, Dave Preck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, right, so we got another one. We got a, Joe in Florida says, "How has this affected the morale around the bass offices? Have you ever seen it lower?" Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know that I've seen it lower. I think most of the people just have their heads down and, um, you know, are doing their work. We've had a uh, staff meeting and, and talked about it, asked questions. Um, but, and we faced other things in the past. We've had uh, times, you know, back in the ESPN days where uh, corporate decided to cut 25% of the staff, you know, and, and that's always a really painful thing. Um, but, in this situation, and we were sitting in the conference room, all, all sitting around, and um, and learned the the hard truth about what had happened. And everybody there was just determined uh, to pick up from there and do the very best job they they could, and to prove that uh, that we are uh, still bass. We're still, you know, we fifty year legacy, and we're we want to uh, be. A powerful force for good in, the, in recreational fishing for the next 50 years. So there is that can-do attitude. Uh, setback just kind of inspired us to, to do our very best, and and it's already inspired us to um, to try to treat the anglers who have stayed with us much better than, than maybe we treated the anglers in the past. And I, I know that they're responding to that. We also have a number of our uh, contractors, freelancers. Uh, 
talent host, whatever you want to call them, you know, Mark Zona and Davey Hyatt, Dave Mercer, and many others who just um, are all together to uh, to really make bass all that it can be. So I guess, you know, we're invigorated now. We've gotten over the shock, and we're determined to be successful. That, I, let me jump in because I think it's a good segue, uh, Dave, just to talk about, you know, we, we talk about a lot what happened and, and you know, sort of in the past. But I, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear about, and I know, again, surveying a lot of the comments uh, on social media, I, I want to know a little bit about what are the plans to, to recover from this? And, and, and maybe a, maybe even a two-part question. What are the plans to recover, and what are the plans to fill the field for next year? Um, I've heard, you know, gosh, you hear rumors, everything from, you know, going 30 deep in the opens to inviting FLW guys to, uh, you know, ex-elite guys. I mean, what, what what are the plans to fill that field? In other words, Dave, when can I expect my invitation? <laughs> <laughs> got to bring I'm yourself sorry, into Japan it. It's so great to come back. you got to call up. <laughs> no. Um, we, we still have uh, a published qualifying system, and that goes through the Open Championship, where we will get 11 anglers out of that. We have about 40 or so who have signed up and committed for next year, and we're very proud of them. They are the nucleus that, uh, that we're going to build our uh, elite series upon. And then we have some other options. You mentioned going down the Opens list. is a very popular one. But we're going to keep the options open. Um, I, I'm very gratified that we've, we've heard from dozens and dozens of people who would really like to... Um, uh, to come and fish the Elite Series, and, and I know there's some excellent anglers out there, and we just haven't made a decision. We're actually in uh, consultation with the anglers who've stayed with us, and, and we're uh, hearing them out on how they recommend that we do it. And in that case, we're being as transparent as we can. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I I know you. Oh, go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. Dave, there's one more that just came through from from a really high level pro, and he asked to not have his name put through, but he he's someone that we know. He's someone that comments under a name, and I know who it is. He said that, and it's a two part question. He he said Bass offered fifty thousand dollars for some of these top level guys to stay. MLS MLF asked for fifty thousand to be a part of it, and they still chose to leave. What? As a, like you've been you've been involved with this for 40 years, longer than most people listening have been alive, longer than most of us have been, you know, walking around without diapers. What what do you think about that? A and B, as a man who's dedicated his life to this, do you, what do you see that you may have been able to do differently over time, if anything at all? Yeah, you might have to repeat the second question. It's complicated, but the first part of the question is um, the the incentive money didn't uh, turn very many heads. And, um, you know, that just tells me that uh, people see an opportunity to do even better in the future uh, with, with the TV series. I know that it's very uh, appealing to, uh, to be on, think about being on TV and, you know, a thousand hours or whatever is going to be broadcast on, uh, on that channel is, uh, you know, very attractive. And then, um, Again, I don't know all the motives, but the incentive, uh, obviously, it was, it was important to a, a number of people, but um, I guess some who are, are better off who have won more, they, it wasn't that much money to, 
to turn their heads. And the second part of the question, uh, what would I have done differently uh, over the years? Um, I'll tell you the first thing I, I would do, and it's the first thing that we're going to do, uh, we realized is uh, somewhere that we missed, is we're going to have uh, an angler relations person who's dedicated to getting to know the anglers and the uh, uh, kind of be their ombudsman. Uh, somebody will have a seat at the table at uh, where the decisions are made, whether it's on tournament schedules or payouts or uh, uh, operation of uh, uh, the Elite Series events and the Classic. And um, we're hoping to get the right person who, who understands what it's like and the challenges that a, a professional angler and his family might have to go through. Yeah. And I think that's going to be uh, a huge step that's, in building a sort of a partnership feeling among the anglers and, and bass. That's huge. That's huge. I, I, I tell you, Dave, that is uh, the, the biggest thing, in my opinion, you guys can do to, 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 to change things for the better. And I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy to hear you say that. That, that to me, is, you know, that's, that's the turning point that we're at right now. Let, let me take it a step further. Dave, and, and just ask you this outright, and I know you heard the beginning of the show, and there's been, along with the mass emails from BASS to anglers and the mass emails from MLF to anglers, there's also been a lot of emails in the last few weeks, Dave, from anglers to anglers, right, excluding right. the tour organizations. And I've, I've, I've felt something. I see something happening. I see something transpiring that's really amazing, which is the anglers organizing together as a band of brothers, as an association of true touring professionals above and beyond the leagues themselves. If this organization does in fact form, if this, if this group of anglers bands together and forms this association of pro touring anglers, would Bass recognize this group? Yeah, you know, in fact, we were in a meeting, I think you attended um, at the uh, Angler of the Year Championship, in which that very question came up, and we said we would welcome um, an organization that represented the, the players or the anglers uh, and, and would deal with it. Um, we haven't always felt that. You know, pre previous owners of Bass uh, were, were not all that welcoming to the PAA, but I think the current management and ownership of Bass is, is you know, very – we're trying to be aware of the situation that anglers are in. And uh, uh, I know it's tough for a lot of people, and we're uh, sympathetic to that. And we can uh, – I know that our new owners are dedicated to doing all that we can to change it, but – you know, we can't do everything, so yeah. it's, we'll find the right place. And, and my hat's off to the ones who organized it. Uh, as you know, in the past, I, I've been through, this would be my third or fourth angler organization that's been attempted, and uh, it gets started off, everybody's gung-ho, and, and within a matter of months, they, they can't agree on something, and so they fall apart. So I hope maybe they can stay together this time. Yeah, well, I, I can tell you that's that's awesome to hear. That it's very refreshing to hear that you know Bass will recognize an organization like this, and I, I, I think it has to happen. Pete, Beck, you had something? Yeah. Hi, Dave. Um, I actually do. Hi, Beck. I oddly enough, I guess the Bass Nation guys like me because my phone's <laughs> blowing up. 
And I know those guys are just curious with everything that's happening on this upper level. Yeah. Um, they want to know, you know, are, are they safe? Does everything stay the same? Are there changes, you know, coming for those guys, those guys yeah. that are trying to work their way up through the ranks? Like, what are you guys looking at for, for those guys in the future? That's a, that's a great question. And, and the interesting yeah. thing, Dave, and I know you know this, Pete, this is happens to fall like the 50th anniversary of of the Bass Nation right. or Bass Federation. So that's a that's a great timely question. Okay, can I yeah. make a quick recommendation, Dave, to pay all Federation members fifty thousand dollars? Pete's going to keep trying. <laughs> He's going to keep trying. Uh, only lifetime members. Yeah. yeah. Um, in answer to your question, uh, Becky. Um, we are still in very much in support of the Bass Nation. I'm, I'm glad that it's been uh, growing uh, over the recent years. You know, we had uh, kind of a split a number of years ago, about the same time that the uh, the other tour you know, took away many of the stars on the Bass Circuit. And, uh, you know, we've struggled to recover from that, but things are going well now, and uh, we still are providing uh, a great opportunity for uh, Bass Nation Anglers, the best of the best, to uh, make their way into the classic, and then one person will be in the elite series if he chooses to take it. And uh, and we've had some outstanding um, uh, Bass Nation anglers who, who made it into the pro ranks. And, yeah. Uh, I wonder who you know. One comes to mind. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so Ike, I remember Ike in his first uh, classic as a Federation angler and. Uh, uh, just had this wide-eyed enthusiasm, and it even got stronger. And then, uh, what he, yeah, I guess it was the next year that you won, right? Yeah, it was uh, the first year was uh, 1999. I qualified through the federation. It was man, it was a dream come true for me. I, I remember it was like it was yesterday. And at the time, at that classic, I remember the first day I was in the top five. And that year, it was on the it was on the uh, Louisiana Delta. And uh, yeah. I was brought onto stage with the other top five, and it was like Denny Brower, Davey Height. It was like all these guys, and it was the most intimidating feeling to be up there with those guys. But it also really lit the fire uh, to to you know say, hey, this is something that I can do and I want to do. And you know, Dave, no matter what happens here in the next 12, 24 months, no matter what the comments are that come through, good or bad, the one thing that that you hear constantly is, you know, no matter what the guy's decisions are, bass has been the catalyst for the sport to grow. It's been the catalyst for so many anglers' careers, and, and you know, myself included. And, and I, I just got to stop for a second and, and say thank you to bass, thank you, Dave, for providing those opportunities, you know, things change. But I can tell you, Pete, yeah. I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Bass. A lot of people yeah. would not be here if it wasn't for Bass. I don't think the sport would be here if it wasn't for Bass. So I, I don't want to ever take that away or forget about that. It, it's yeah. it's so important to remember that. And, and, and the Federation, for me, meant everything, you know. Yeah, and we and, and I want to make it clear too that we recognize what you did to build bass. You built, you brought excitement. You know, I'll never forget that 
uh, tournament on the with the Delaware River that um, you know you went up into the crowd and everybody was just going nuts and it was the most enthusiasm I've seen in a tournament setting and that's priceless. Uh, we we have that picture up on the wall here, and uh, so it's been a great uh, great partnership with you and look forward to your decision. But um, uh, you know I want to say one other thing if I can have an editorial comment. Our nation is is so polarized now in society and politics and everything else, and and I hope that uh, fishing can escape that. I hope there's just not no more of this ugly talk about people's decisions or you know where one organization failed or is better than other. You know, I think fishing is just too wholesome a sport to be torn apart by that. That's that's my comment for the day. Yeah, I agree with that, and I, I applaud that. That's an awesome comment. I applaud that. Uh, Dave Brodzik, I know you got thousands of IMs coming through. Give us what do you got? Actually, here's what I have. Dave, this is uh, between me and you, two Daves. <laughs> no, no one else is listening. Becky was laughing at something else. Listen, scratch Cayuga, scratch Cayuga, add the Delaware River back, and I guarantee somebody will stay. <laughs> uh, done. Between yeah. the day, two days. Gosh. <laughs> that might have to be a new segment. It might have to. Two days. It's a whole other thing. We've got Brian's ghost. We've got Stormtrooper. Now we have two days. Dave on Dave. Dave on Dave. Dave, on Dave. Uh, I like it. Uh, let me. I, I know. I know. We're. We don't want to keep you all night, Dave. You've been great. And I. I. I, I do want to ask you this last kind of question. And I feel like this is a great segue because there's a lot of really positive things that have co- happened, Pete, that have, that have, the outcome of what have happened has happened the last few weeks. I, I really believe, and I said it early in the show, I believe this is going to be a turning point for the growth of the sport, for the growth of organizations. Anglers are going to be able to do better. I, I really think this is a good thing in the long run. But let, let me just ask you straight out, Dave, what... I, I know contractually everybody's talking in two or three years, but I want to talk longer than that. Give me the – what is the vision of Bass for the next five years? What, what, do you, what do you see Bass doing? And as a second part to that, give me the strengths of Bass that MLF can't offer because I think that's important to, to know too. Um, you know, the vision of Bass in five years yeah. and, and, and what you guys can offer that, that MLF can't. Yeah, you know, our vision changes from time to time, and, and now it looks like um, the Elite Series in, in five years is going to be even more uh, exclusive. Of course, much smaller field than 111, which we had started with last year. And it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be more lucrative for the anglers because there will be fewer, and we'll be able to focus uh, exposure and promotion on a smaller, uh, smaller group. So that's going to be a good thing. I see, you know, kind of um, a steady evolution of the sport. and um, But, you know, that at the same time, technology is changing so much. Yeah. Um, you know, social media, who knows what channel is going to be the most effective one. Uh, you know, is it going to be TV? Is it going to be uh, uh, something that hasn't even been invented yet? You, you can have your five-year plans, but you have to be nimble enough to adjust to whatever happens yeah. and, uh, and make the most of it. So our, we are dedicated to being strong and, and serving the fans first and the uh, sponsors and anglers second uh, because they are that's, 
what do we have that um, Major League Fishing doesn't have other than, say, 50 years of history? Um, I think that we have been able to survive, and in, in, honestly, uh, if you look at it, it's been a challenging environment uh, financially, but we've been able to survive um, because we have so many different media channels and we've focused on every one of them. You look around the country at some of the outdoor magazines, you know, and a lot of them have faded out or been cut way back in circulation and frequency. And we continue to have good success with Bassmaster and Bass Times. We've branched out into radio recently. Uh, I think you've been on the uh, Bassmaster radio show. Yeah. That's growing in popularity. It's a good show. And uh, Tom Abraham's a great host. There's um, our, our our website, our social media presence, you know, they touch millions of people. Um, I know that we stayed at 500,000 or half million, sounds better, half million uh, Bass members for uh, many years. Um, but that's kind of, in publishing, that's kind of a magic number. But the key thing is that over recent uh, years, uh, we have reached the point where there's 4.4 million readers per copy of Bassmaster, and that's not our estimate. This is uh, an organization called Media Research Institute that reads all the major magazines. So we've grown where a lot of other magazines have not. Um, we have television. We have live. We pioneered uh, live TV. Now, uh, I imagine that Major League is going to try to have a presence in all of those areas. Uh, if they're smart, they will, because you just can't make it with a, a one-dimensional media platform. Yeah. But uh, so far, you know, we're proud that we've uh, uh, we've got the best, and, and we are con- determined to make sure they stay at the top. Wow. Is that a good enough commercial for that's, us? Yeah. That's a great answer. I like it. <laughs> hey, and I want to add to that. If if you need um, that relationship person, I yeah. got the guy for you. He's texting me, and he'd be okay. really good. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll we, we can talk about that off air. He also has a similar name to yours, ah. at least matching oh, yeah. first name. Matching first name. Okay. We Another Dave? Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that later. Three Daves this segment will be. Three Daves. Pete, did you have something? No, I was just going to comment. You know, Dave, I think uh, what Bass did in, in the live production um, is phenomenal. It's yeah. just, it's, yeah. it's, Agreed. it's, yeah. it's got to be the, the hottest thing. I love watching. I can't stop watching it. And, um, you know, what Zona does and Davey mm-hmm. um, and Tommy that, and and the boys do, it's just it's an amazing show to watch. So um, I, I'm, I, no matter what, I'm sure I'm going to continue watching that. Yeah, they are the yeah, best. One of the, yep. one of the things that we learned in our surveys and talking to anglers um, is that we need to, to just take a new look at live and television and just kind of revamp it. Uh, and what we're doing is is we are intentionally and very carefully making sure that more anglers get FaceTime on TV or live and, and not just focus on, say, even the leaders, you know. But we'll have live on the uh, first round on Thursday where we don't know who's leading, and, uh, and that will give a lot of guys an opportunity to show not only their abilities, but their sponsor logos on their jerseys. More and hey, so forth. hey and we'll do you know that thing in TV. That kind of is upsetting to me, third, because now that means that's another day I can't get any work done. 
Because <laughs> I'm watching live. What else is new, Pete? What else is yeah. new? Uh, <laughs> Dave, you got Dave, one more thing for Dave. I Dave do. Dave I do. Dave and Dave. Uh, side note, I have my own question. Did you have anything to do with when the elites were on the upper Chesapeake and Dave Mercer was snorkeling for slime to try to upstage Pete with his on-the-water broadcast. <laughs> anything to do with that? <laughs> I was not there, but uh, right. uh, I would like to have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'll I, I tell you, Dave, uh, I can't thank you enough for, for joining us tonight. And really, you know, I, I tell you, I know we have thousands of fans and viewers watching tonight that were confused, that were, you know, a little... They didn't know what was going on, and and thank you. I want to thank you for shedding light on a lot of uh, a lot of the situation. And the great thing, Pete, that I heard tonight from Dave that 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 is great is this common ground that you know that the anglers have and that this organization has, and I think I'm going to hear it from the other ones as well. Is the growth of the sport? You know what I mean? M- making the sport better, growing the sport, reaching new people. That's all things that, that this is common. This is common ground. These are these are goals we want to work toward together. And that's that's awesome to hear that, you know, that the organizations have that same goal that we have as anglers. So uh, I really, really, really appreciate your time tonight, Dave. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Uh, everybody, Pete, I, Becky, uh, uh, Dave, and um, Thank you. it was enjoyable. And, and thanks for Brian. giving me the opportunity to tell uh, some of our side of the story. It was fun. Dave, most importantly, thank you for thanking me and not Brian. That's, yes! That's, <laughs> yes, Brian DeCondor's work. That absolutely so. scored his ego, dude. <laughs> thank you. Now, our very own Brian the Carpenter might be fishing MLF as well. We'll find out later tonight. But uh, Dave, we want to thank you for joining Ike Live tonight, and we do really wish you the best, and uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Best of luck. Hey, thanks so much, y'all. Thank you, Dave. Dave Brack, everybody. So, hey, Mike, two IMs. I didn't want to board bore yes. our, our excellent guest with Dave. Yes. First one was a guy from Chicago. I think it was Joe from Chicago said, how okay. bad do you think Joe wanted to just say Dave. F you, F you, Mike? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, how bad do you think Dave wanted to just say F you, Mike? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure he wanted to. I, I, I think uh, I, I would put the number back at 20% of the people that I have interaction with want to say F you to me. I would put that number at about 20%. And Bass Rush said, Pete looks like the weird chemistry teacher about to ask one of his students to say if their class for extra credit. Repeat that with the smock. The, <laughs> the weird chemistry teacher. But but instead of a beaker, he has this wah-wah. Oh, yeah. like, you can't see the stripes. Look, you can't see the stripes. It looks like a lab coat. The stripes kind of disappear. Dude, get, get your coffee and act oh, like it's a beaker and start pouring oh, no, Pete, it into another awful. thing. You guys, there are stripes on his shirt. It's a great-looking shirt. You can't see it. There are stripes. Poor Pete. Oh, my God. You know, let's get, that's amazing. Let's get Dave off I am. Yeah, Dave, you need to be off. Talk about talk about transparency. Yeah. Transparency of the organization. Look at that right there. That's as transparent as you can get. Oh my god. Uh, man, this is I'm making impressions, bitches. <laughs> Pete's making impressions. Oh uh, man, this this has been awesome. I want to uh, thank everybody for watching tonight. Hang in there with us, Brian. We got a great big show Word. hold on a second brian the carpenter let me run something past you real quick do are we that. going to take a little break or yeah. do you want to roll to no we're gonna take a break okay we're gonna take, we a, gotta little... take a break all right we're gonna take a little break 
listen to me. Hang in there. Let me tell you real quick. Lots and lots of stuff still coming. We've got uh, amazing uh, guests joining us in a little bit. Bill Taylor from FLW, first time on Like Live, will be joining us to ta- to give us FLW's take on what's going on. It's going to be awesome to hear from Bill. A little bit later after that, we're going to be hearing from Boyd Duckett, the man himself, about MLF and their vision of what the future of fishing is. And and Brian Carpenter, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct, correct. Uh, we're going to have a couple special anglers calling in, yeah, possibly to 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 give their opinion, and we and we want that too. Hang in there keep with talking. us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> keep talking. I'm keep talking. Okay. And the other important thing I want everybody to remember when they when they come back, please continue the IM messaging. Dave's back there. We're going to open up the phone lines a little later. We really, really do want to hear your opinion. We want to answer your questions, and we want to we want to figure this mess out, Pete. It's kind of a I, I've called it the end of the world in professional bass fishing, and we're trying to figure it all out. Would you Would you say it's the end of the world? No, I, I just think it feels like that right now. But uh, you know, change is it, and competition is is, an, is important for growth. Yeah, and uh, I just think we're feeling the pain right right now. That, yeah, that is necessary for us to go through. Yeah, to get to the next step. Yeah, I'm excited about the next step. Oh. I'm excited. You know that every both all organizations I think are likely to grow. After right. this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Dave, what do you got? After five years and after this groundbreaking interview, Brandon Humbleson wants to know, Pete, what color would you what color jig would you throw on the flats right now? Oh, <laughs> God. No. Not again. Blue black. Jesus. Pete, tell him what color jig you'll throw. Brown and purple. Brown and purple. Missile jigs mini flip. Come on, man. Uh, Great question. Hanging her with us. Congratulations. When we come back, more Ike Live, more guests, and we're going to keep flushing out. The yes. state of the sport. Yes, right quick now. commercial break here. Yeah, four minutes. Four and minutes, we're, and we're uh, we're previewing your show here. Okay, so. check it out. A preview of Fish My City. Hang in there with us. Four minutes. We'll four be right minutes. back. Sometimes the best fishing isn't out here. God, it's gorgeous. It's in the big city. I'm Mike Iaconelli. My friends and I grew up fishing the mean streams and rivers of Philadelphia. This week, we're in Miami, Florida, New Orleans, Louisiana. All you need is a waterway, a local... I'm ready. Let's go. And a little passion. A little passion, Mike. Hey. Fish My City with Mike Iaconelli. New series premieres Friday, October 12th at 10 on Natio Wild. Baby, I got a surprise hey, for hey, you. Hey, you gotta hey, come hey. out. I'm respooling my reels, baby. Oh, hush. Oh. Watch your set. Whoa, watch your set there. Come on. Come on. Keep them closed. I got them closed. No peeking. Don't hold my arms up tight. Oh, all right. Ready? One, two... Three. Surprise! Oh, oh yes! Yes! Woo! It's everything yes. everyone! Oh, yes! Yes! Wait, yes! Yes! No. Thank you! Thank you! Oh! Yeah! Oh. 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 Yeah! No, baby, go back! Oh! Oh! Yes! Yes! Yeah, but, but, baby, look! I got you a boat! Mystery Tackle Box is the perfect gift for the fishing fanatic in your life. It's a monthly box filled with some of the most innovative fishing gear on the market, hand-selected by industry professionals. Check out all the different options available at mysterytacklebox.com. Hey, everybody. Mike Iaconelli here. I love fishing this time of the year. It's cold. It's winter. It's snowing. 
But if you want to prevent the buildup of ice, use real snot. Every time I'm fishing this time of the year, I put a couple squirts on all my guides, especially the tip before I start casting. Try that tip when you're fishing out of these cold conditions and you're going to catch more fish. See you later. There's a special place in our hearts for the tools of the trade. They're what we prep for a good day on the water. They're what we clean after a good day in the field. Flambeau's patented Z-Rust technology protects the gear of today from rust and corrosion. Z-Rust, for the performance of tomorrow. Preserve. Perform. Repeat. You work hard to catch your fish. TH Marine has two products to ensure your fish survive. The Oxygenator injects 100% pure oxygen into your live well. That increases fish survival by 35%. For the perfect combo, add G-Juice live well treatment. It calms fish, stops bleeding, removes ammonia, and replaces slime coat. Get an Oxygenator and G-Juice and keep your fish alive. <laughs> 